Hello and welcome to season 2 episode 3 of the Dubai Gem podcast. We are your hosts for today, Neil and Sham. And this episode is about video games. This is the Dubai Gem podcast. Our guest speakers today are our very own DGPS students, Chirag Saulani and Nandish Karmani of Year 13, and ex-DGPS student, Laksh Agarwal. Thank you for joining us. We're very excited to hear your take on gaming. So how long have you guys been into gaming? And what games are you into these days? So I've been gaming for around seven, eight years. And for the time being, I'm into FPS games. That's first-person shooter games. One of the most well-known ones is Warzone. I found out about video games at the age of six, maybe, um, because that was when I first started using a computer. Right now, I'm more of a battle royale kind of guy, but the tactical sort of ones. So um, not Warzone. <laughs> I, I, I hate Warzone. <laughs> I have been gaming for like 7 to 8 years as well. My first console was a Wii. Of course, I've progressed a lot from that because now it's FPS and you can't get FPS on Wii really. But I play FPS games such as Call of Duty, not only Warzone but rather the multiplayer as well and I used to play Fortnite not anymore. Yeah, that's about it. Now we know why Lakshy is an athlete. His first console was a a Wii. <laughs> I got all my fitness done on Wii. <laughs> He got them gains through Wii. <laughs> Wii was better than, you know, Kinect and stuff like that. So, I guess that's a win. <laughs> In my opinion, Kinect was the peak of technology, man. No, 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 no. If you exclude all the glitches. No, the OG Wii was so much better. Dude, the Wii Sports. Oof, it's so good. You take that game over anything the Kinect had to offer. The only problem with Wii is you misplace the sensor anyway. You can't do anything with the remote at all. I saw this video on Instagram they used like a lighter and it still works. I don't know how. You know how that works? Um it's because the lighter emits infrared radiations and um that's how the weed detects com- commands from it. We're just digressing into physics now. Yes, come on, let's go. <laughs> What was like the first video game that you guys played? So the first game that I played uh, was the OG Pinball Space Cadet on the Windows XP. and uh, at first it was just me mashing buttons around and um but then i i saw the score go up i'm like oh this is fun what was your leaderboard score my all time highest has been like 30 million dude and i was proud of 6 million weak noob <laughs> <laughs> the first game i ever played was tomb raider on the ps2 it's one of the moments i remember from my childhood I was asleep during the afternoon. I get up and I come outside in the living room to see my dad playing Tomb Raider on the PS2. And back then, PS2 was the main console everybody played on. And you know, it looked exciting to me as a kid. I wanted to try it out and Wait, Chirag, was it the was it the Tomb Raider with the polymerism graphics? No, this was actually very good graphics on the PS2. It was like PS4 graphics compared to <laughs> I kid you not. It was amazing. I mean when you look back at it everything was top of the line at one time. Yeah, I guess that's maybe if I played now it'll look different but I don't know. Okay, um Laksh, your turn. For me, one of my first games was Wii Sports of course. I didn't have the PS2 like Chirag. But um I had Wii Sports and um 
one of my most like distinct memories is trying to punch Matt so much that my arm tires out, but he won't give up. And my other memory, of course, is going to India and playing GTA Vice City on the laptop with my cousin, driving the car around and then ending up in the ocean for some reason. So yeah, I didn't have very high-gen consoles, but I had a Wii, so yeah. I mean, you're, you're comparing a Wii to someone who's been playing pinball. Wii was the most top tier of them all. You started off with the good thing, bro. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what are you even complaining about? Yeah, I still play the Wii when I go to India. I don't see the issue. It's Matt, man. Matt used to kill me. I'd spend days trying to beat Matt. It's like proper training for an action. Dude, that's what Logan Paul should have done, you know? He should have trained against Matt to beat KSI. How do you train for a fight in front of tens of thousands of people? Play on an outdated console. <laughs> How do we digress so fast, man? Okay, so let's talk about the benefits of gaming. What positive impact do you think video games have on its players? Like Laksh mentioned that his first console was a Wii. And we all know Laksh is a great athlete. And Manuviraj, his first console was also a Wii. And he is also a very good athlete. So we can conclude that the Wii is the secret to their athleticism. <laughs> Sham, you're a swimmer. Was your first console also a Wii? Sadly not. But in order to become a better swimmer, I got access to a Wii, I believe. I had to do that. One of some of the Wii games have swimming modules as well. So for one of the Olympic games, you can do breaststroke, butterfly, freestyle, and all with the Wii remote. So Sham might be hiding something from us right now. We know the positive impacts of a Wii, but going to a more modern version of gaming with a controller and stuff like that. I mean, the first things that come off the top of my mind is that gaming helps reduce mental stress. With so much on our plate, with schoolwork and extracurricular, at the end of the day, my version of chilling would be to just get together with the squad and um, enjoy a few games together. And that helps me relieve my mental stress and burden quite a lot. What he said about stress is something I completely agree with. There used to be moments back around like 2012, 2013, when, you know, you'd come home from school, right? Say it's a day where you don't have any homework. You switch on your Xbox, you put in your COD BO2, and you have a good time. It's stress relief, you hop on with the boys, you enjoy it. And there's a lot of games where there's certain stuff you have to unlock, right? And it takes time. It's like a goal you set to yourself that, okay, I want to unlock this. And once you reach it, it gives you a good feel of satisfaction. I think my quality of determination of wanting to get something done and sticking to it until it's done. Yeah, I think I probably got that from games. Um, anyone remember the GTA Vice City helicopter mission? It took me two whole years. GTA Vice City, it just evokes so many memories. The level of nostalgia. Yeah, all the cheat codes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laksh, your turn. For me, one thing is um, I have a really short attention span. But from gaming, it really actually helped improve my attention span for things. Now I'm like more focused and thinking that, okay, these are my strategies I should do for this game and what am I supposed to do next? The second thing would be, it's, it's a way to bond with people. For socially awkward people, it's a good way to open up. We've talked about the positives, but what kind of a negative impact do you think video games can have? For example, one of the most common arguments against 
violence in video games is that it normalizes violence in real life so what are your thoughts on this if violent games promote violence in real life shouldn't sports game promote sports in real life with that logic the promoting violence really depends on other factors like um someone extremely young whether you're american or not yeah <laughs> yeah okay sham valid point <laughs> having guns around you would be a bigger factor promoting violence than playing a bunch of video games and that statistically has been proved by studies that video games and violence don't have a correlation but at the same time there are negative effects like addiction um laksh you want to talk about that after your 6 hour gaming session of course addiction is there and that's there to any kind of material like you could get addicted to broccolis if you wanted to like too much of anything is bad you could eat too many bananas you could die you could drink too much water you could die so up to a point yeah gaming can be good and then if you get an addiction of course it's bad but then it's up to you if you can control it and i i think i feel like games instead of instigating people to do violent crimes it's more like swearing it helps you release the frustration okay that sort of makes sense do you guys think schools and educational institutes should start taking gaming more seriously and consider it as a valid extracurricular i would say so yeah because i've heard of many colleges actually having their own esports teams if schools really do make it a priority i don't think they'll have the funds for it strictly speaking you could you could play football with like a goal post that would cost you really bare minimum but then if you have one pc you can't you can't line up 20 students behind that pc for one hour each so if schools are really going to take initiative to get their own uh equipment for esports teams they would really need a big budget for it yeah i think esports is a really good idea especially during these times during a pandemic especially for kids in grade 6 or grade 7 who are just eagerly waiting to go out and meet their friends again and uh, i think introducing them to a friendly tournament online with voice communication would probably be an alternative to hanging out So yeah um schools could maybe have esports as a thing like if someone is very good and skilled at a particular game they could be celebrated and recognized for it at school by participating and winning through esports tournaments and another thing where um institutes could sort of involve gaming would be um for disabled people there's this one streamer on Twitch who has no limbs but he uses a custom made controller to play games basically that gave him a lot of attention and he got really good at playing games generally by just moving his mouth and blowing to certain pipes and controlling his character in the game that sort of made him realize that there's more to life even after being disabled and um just getting the uh, attention and encouragement from his viewers gave him the optimism to doing more things in real life even after being disabled so yeah don't you guys think that schools can allocate funds better instead of devoting it to esports i mean you don't necessarily have to ask the school to print funds for esports like we all have our own consoles we all have our own gaming pcs or pc systems so yeah that is the one thing i disagree with like until now esports was looked at something that always happened over lan as in all the computers connected together in a network so that so that you can just watch over people playing and prevent cheating and stuff like that but yeah that has been replicated with uh, anti cheat systems and uh, in esports tournaments have been taking place even during the pandemic so yeah you don't really need to invest in esports 
but it would basically investing into anything as a school would encourage the thing like if suppose the school invests into hockey equipment that encourages the sports among us students of the school and that sort of basically generates the interest in the particular sport do you guys have like any tips to balance gaming with school i think the most obvious way to balance school life with with gaming would be to first do school work and then get to gaming that way you play only if you find the time to play um among all the school work which is the case for me right now and another thing would be to just set limits on your console so if say you have an hour or two on your schedule uh, you set the time limit on your console and uh, after the dr or to finishes your console just stops you from playing and yeah that is the easiest way to do it if you just manage your schedule in general you'll tend to play for less hours and you won't feel sort of get the addiction to gaming and you're just sort of more worried about school than having to game laksh chirag you want to say something i would agree with like nandesh is about after you're done with the school work um you can actually focus more on gaming cuz in that sense your mind is not cluttered with oh i have to finish this work then i have to get off once you're free with everything it's it's just you want to focus on that aspect of your of your life and i would also recommend doing it on the doing it in the weekends cuz during the weekdays um by the time you're done with school lunch and then doing doing your homework it can get really hectic cuz um if you start playing at like 8 or 9 then it can mess up your entire sleep schedule So probably on Thursdays or Fridays would be recommended. I feel like that's a good way to um, handle your homework. I agree most of what Lux said as well, because I also mostly play during the weekends with schoolwork and now with the online classes and whatnot. There's just too much time spent on the device, which could you know damage your eyes. So in that way, it's good to just play only on the weekends. Do you guys game more for leisure or would you be interested in working in the gaming industry as a gamer itself or a developer someday? Being a gamer would be like, you know, either being a professional gamer in an esports team or a Twitch streamer. Regardless, it's it's a very high paying high paying job and it's I mean, if people are good at it, if it's their passion, they can follow it, but that's not me. But developing games is something I have considered more of as a hobby so it's not like my main career which I'm focused into but I'd rather do it when I have free time just because it's something I've interest in I agree with Chirag for the sense that a professional gamer is someone with you know crazy skills you can just who's just built different and just knows the game inside out so I wouldn't recommend telling kids that yeah you have a career in gaming and it's sort of like a one in a million thing even the best gamers right now would agree that things just fell into the right place at the right time and that's how they're earning money out of just playing games but a career in game development for sure it's probably one of the most safe jobs right now and in terms of job security because well the pandemic happened and a lot of people lost their jobs the game industry was still booming um developers were still dishing out new games working from home and even sending out new updates so yeah Lux, do you want to add on something? Um, another aspect people usually don't touch upon is gaming can be taken as entertainment in the funny sorts. So there are many YouTube channels out there who play games, but they're not necessarily good at it. They just do it for doing funny skits, so like Wano's gaming, for example. 
one of the actual reasons why I got into programming is to actually uh, show my creativity for producing a game. Any job at any point that's different from the mainstream job is risky, of course. But if you feel like you have it, who's stopping you from doing it? What are some stereotypes attached to gaming that you don't agree with? Um, firstly, a lot of the older generation says the excessive screen time and just gaming in general rots your mind. And I'm, I'm putting my fingers up to quote it, rotting your mind. And yeah, that, that's, that's definitely not true. I think anything in excessive amount would rot your brain. But yeah, so that's one of the first stereotypes that I don't agree with. Um, like we've discussed, we've got the negative impacts, but there are some good positive impacts that are unique to gaming and you won't find them anywhere else. Chirag Laksh, want to say something? I would say one of the other stereotypes was um, it's a waste of time. I'm not saying that you'll have, you'll become a Fortnite player who's going to win $3 million overnight, but the investors that actually invest in this gaming equipment and these different uh, channels. So I would not say that you should just devote your time to this, but I would also dis- disagree with the fact that it's just a waste of time. Gaming is one of the actual reasons why I got into uh, programming. So I feel like for a lot of kids, especially, that's one of the first introductions to programming and to like computers. So as to address like what Lux said that, oh, it's, it's like, it's a waste of time. It's not because now it's really one of the biggest industries out there. And as technology advances and everything, it's going to be the biggest industry for sure. I think I speak for all gamers over here. Gaming should be looked at like any other hobby, like um, art and craft or sports that you have a passion for or pursue during your leisure time. And being a professional gamer should be looked at as a respectful profession because it does require a lot of skill and not anyone can become a professional gamer, you know. And there is a lot to learn from gaming as well. I feel like once you understand why we do it, you wouldn't call it a waste of time. What do you think about in-game purchases? Are you for them or do you think purchases should only be made with real game currency or points and not real money? So there's cosmetic items. They don't affect your gameplay experience, right? But then there's, there's games like, I hate to say this, games like Call of Duty. In-game purchases, one of the things you can buy is a better blueprint for a gun, which allows you to get better attachments. That's a concept which we call pay to win. And that's not something I'm down for, honestly. No, Chirag, Chirag. Who likes in-game purchases, bro? I do. Because I get free games that way. Yeah, like, like Chirag said, pay to win really just undermines getting the competitive skills required to be good at a game. And yeah, it just demotivates people who are actually skilled but don't want to spend money in the game. Some games rely on in-game transactions to earn money because of how dominating the places they sell their games on are so yeah games do have their own costs to cover so yeah in-game purchases is an additional income for them uh, that really supports the developers but then again they shouldn't be too aggressive about it because that's morally wrong i feel so if you had to pick one game to play for the rest of your life what would it be what's your all-time favorite um since i have an answer i'll go first I think I'd say Minecraft, not just because of the current two modes, survival or creative. You can spend ages on it, just getting to the end or just completing the game on survival. But also Minecraft mods. There are so many modifications to the game that just open the doors to a new world for you. 
the game changes entirely. You can just never get bored of the game. And like the fact that every Minecraft, let's say, landscape is different. They each have different terrains and everything. Nothing is the same. And the fact that the game is still being developed, like the de- the the developers are still dishing out new updates for it. So yeah, I'm pumped. And also the multiplayer feature. You can play with anyone across the world, even if they don't have a legitimate copy of the game. <clears throat> Lakshmi. It's a very hard question. I have two separate answers for single player and a multiplayer game. For single player, I have to say Last of Us Part Two. It's the sequel to a very good game. What most people play it for is the rich storytelling. The story in the Last of Us Two series is amazing, and the gameplay is also unique. And for multiplayer, I'm a big fan of the Call of Duty series, so. I think my favorite game for multiplayer would have to be either Call of Duty Black Ops 2 or Black Ops 3. I have very good memories of playing Black Ops 2 with my friends. We played together on the Xbox. We'd play Transit or we'd play multiplayer. But Black Ops 3 was the first ever game I owned with the PS4, and so I spent a lot of time playing Black Ops 3 and. At this point, now with the pandemic and everything, I'd rather play BO3 multiplayer with the whole squad of my friends than go out to a party right now. I mean, you can't party right now, so yeah, I mean, gaming is the only option left. <laughs> okay, um, so adding on to Chirag, there are some games that literally hire proper movie actors to film sequences, like Keanu Reeves for Cyberpunk. Another career in gaming could be storytelling. So yeah, I just wanted to add that out. Like there are some crazy games that have made me cry even by just playing the story modes. Uh, Battle Star Wars Battlefront Two, crazy game. Lux, your turn. I was gonna say Black Ops Two for multiplayer as well. Then um, since you decided to add V games as well, for me it would be um, Mario Kart Eight because um, I feel like Black Ops Two has it. Huh? A man of culture. <laughs> Black Ops 2 has its place in my heart, but the amount of times I've got frustrated, but with the blue shell coming towards me as I come to the first position, and it it just keeps my attention all the time for multiplayer and for single player. Nandish had a good answer for Minecraft because um you literally have infinite possibilities, but even though I have those infinite possibilities, I would soon be done with the game. So for single player, there was there probably be no game. I can forever run, but a game I could run for really long would be Detroit Become Human. Okay, Sham, Neil, what game would you guys play for the rest of your lives? I would honestly go with Minecraft. Nothing tops it, even to this day. Dude, I know in our purchases, it's literally it's like the perfect game ever. It's so good. There, there are in our purchases. There are. You can get like different skins in different worlds and stuff. But the skins, right? They're nothing gameplay related, though. Yeah. Shaw, what about you? I guess I would just choose pinball because it was simple and it's just. <laughs> you know what? Good answer. I think that's the best answer. I've been playing that game for like so long. I even have it downloaded on Windows 10. It's just so endless. Okay. On that note, um, I'll allow Shaw and Neil to end the episode since they're the official hosts. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been it has been very fun talking to you boys. Thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. You've reached the end of another episode of the Dubai Gem Podcasts. 
If you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it, hit like, subscribe, and share the podcast to support us.